0: Purpose podcast. Today, I am so excited because I'm bringing you a very special and inspiring guest, Kelsey Chia. She's the mindset and money coach. She helps ambitious introverts chase after financial freedom without losing joy. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us this week. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. So, Kelsey, Tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background? Where do you come from? Where were you raised? What is your career background? Just tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, so I am born and raised in Singapore. I'm currently living in the States. So I am a mindset and money coach primarily because of my background. So growing up, my family has always been struggling with money. So when I was young, I knew that I want to get out of this struggle because I saw my parents quarreling over money all the time. And every single time, like whenever I think about money, I think about quarrels and like miserable conversations. Yeah. So I knew back then when I was young, I was like, I'm going to be rich so that I can stop quarreling. Of course, that doesn't really happen because over time I learned that our happiness, it's not really because of how much money we have. Growing up, I thought that once I have the money, I will become happy. Like all these quarrels would stop. Yeah. And it was then I realized that our happiness has got to do with really our mindset. Right. So, like, I thought that once I'm like, once I have more money, like I would stop quarreling, I would become happier, but it doesn't really happen that case. And so, I think like, so I have more than 20 years of Buddhist practice. So, I have been meditating for more than 20 years since young. But I think I really took it very seriously in the last 10 years or so. Now, when I got more money and I realized that I'm still not happy. (laughs) So (laughs) So that is how I really started my own like spiritual journey as well to discover more about myself, to discover more about happiness. And that's where I also really got into understanding what exactly happiness and like, how can you really have the state of peace and calm every single day, yet still go after these big goals and dreams that you have. So that's why, like, my mission is to help people like, chase up the financial freedom without losing joy, because in my process, in my pursuit of chasing after it, right, I realized a lot of things, I made myself miserable in the process of chasing it, and I realized that there's a way for you to not be that case. So that's where
0: I'm doing right now. So that is my
1: mission right now.
0: I love it. Okay. There are so many things about what you just said that I'm like, okay, we need to unpack a little bit of this because I'm just so excited and I'm sure I'm going to learn so much from you today. So I love that you mentioned that a big inspiration of yours were your parents, because I'm an immigrant too. And I feel like Growing up in an environment where money was scarce and just seeing my mom's struggle was one of my biggest motivators also to want to pursue my passion and like you said, get rich (laughs) while doing the enjoy. And so that's beautiful that you share that. The other thing that I you touched on that I'm really passionate about too is this mentality of Having and then being whenever I have money, I'll be happy instead of vice versa, which is the right thing. be happy and then you'll attract the money a lot of times. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I totally agree I mean, I think it's about appreciating what you have now, yes and then still desiring desiring more, so I think like there is really a difference when you operate i mean you can do the same actions, but The kind of mindset that you have would really affect the way you do certain things so let's say you fundamentally know that you value having time with your family that is your fundamental that's what truly makes you happy so then like when you want to go for let's say career path or like over time or things like that you would also put that into consideration apart from just like going after something. And then in the end, in the pursuit, then you realize that that is not actually what makes you happy. I mean, that was my case, like truly learning about that. So that was my own story. But then it's like learning that you don't actually get to the place of happiness when you have that. It really starts from like being able to appreciate what you have right now. And then having that gratitude and then seeing the opportunities that you have and really asking yourself, like, why do you exactly want that desire or why do you want more money?
0: Like to the understanding that relationship as well is really important. Totally. I love that because I identify with your story too. Even doing the educational system, right? We are just being focused on what we want to have after we graduate. And I was like, okay, I'm going to study chemical engineering. I'm going to have a 60 year job and then I'm going to be happy. My life will be done after that. And then I got there and I was like, okay is this do something missing <laughs> I know and the missing part was exactly what you're saying was that happiness joy fulfillment because no one ever asked me hey who do you want to be it's all about having achieving like yeah like, right the- yeah it's like a standard like set of check boxes you had to tick
1: off each milestone right and then like, me just measure yourself against those like societal standards
0: of like what we should be and what we should have by the age of whatever right exactly and we have a lot in common and something that we have in common is that you're also building your coaching practice while working on corporate is that right yeah correct and I find that so inspiring because I was there too and A lot of the listeners in this podcast are people who are trying to gain clarity on what their passion is and they are trying to align their passion to their career or do it simultaneously. I mean, all of the options are totally viable. How did you gain clarity that you wanted to enter into this mindset coaching space? I think
1: a part of me is truly learning how to put myself in a coaching container from the start to begin with. Yeah. Right. I think what really happened was in 2020, like COVID, because of lockdown, I appreciated a lot of because it really gave me a lot of time because you can go nowhere except to be with yourself. Yeah. And somehow or another, I just chanced upon like an ad, but I just chanced upon an ad, and then I just got drawn into it. But what I got out of was that I realized that there was a part of me that I have rejected all this while. So that was a part of me that I have hated. I hated the very sensitive, caring, empathetic, maturing side of me because I just don't think that those qualities are good enough to be successful. I would typically think that success is typically people who are successful look like they are loud, they are extroverted, they are opinionated, like all of these like big qualities, right? And I am like this Asian girl who's like caring and nurturing and solving and quiet like all these qualities doesn't make sense so i hated that part of me for so long and i think like just being in the coaching container trying to find myself made me realize that this is part of me that i just rejected all this while while you're trying to fit into the mold of what society thinks successful people should be and i think i took quite a while to really unpack and accept that that is a part of myself that I should be proud of, right? And not reject it and to find a purpose for it. I mean, I think it's ironic that like in a coaching container, I found myself and also found myself to have the qualities of what it takes to be a coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that was how I decided that this is what I want to do. I think it took a lot of unpacking to accept those qualities are mine and I can use them To be successful as well like i can embody them and to be a version of success for others who are same as me like who think that no success are only for people who are big and loud and extroverted and things like that
0: yeah i love that because there are many parts of us that sometimes we don't embrace as a whole so we bring one persona to work we bring one persona to home we bring one persona to your business and it's so inspiring of you that you were like, Hey, I'm just one. I'm going to embrace all the parts and use my strengths. So yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So that is how I got to do what I'm doing.
0: I love that. And that's such an inspiring story for many people listening. How do you manage that balance of working on corporate and working on your passion? Like what kind of advice would you give our listeners that are seeking to do something like what you're doing
1: right now? I think first and foremost is to get clear on what you want to do. I think part of me, I'm fortunate enough that when I screw my coach, I realized that I want to be a coach. Yes. So then the transition, I mean, I could model after someone or like I could see the yeah. transformation or like the potential career path. But I think to really get clear on where you want to go like for the next 10 years is very important because the first step of just getting clear can take a while I think for me it took like a year or so like to just get clear on where I want to go because it's just just so much unpacking to do because it's your beliefs like who you are today is like your identity Mm -hmm. right and then to want to shake off the identity and to pursue something new is scary it's super scary so like to really get clear, it sounds really easy, like just get clear, but it (laughs) very hard. It's a process, right? right? Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely a whole process to just know like what you want. Because here's the thing, a lot of us don't know exactly what we want because the idea of what we want is also tangled with a lot of societal standard of what success is, like we adopt other people's beliefs. So in the meantime, it's very hard for us to truly, truly know like what you want. So the process can look messy and difficult, but it is definitely rewarding because you know that at the end of the day, I think it's the thing, like also like having more clarity on a path doesn't mean that you have to stick to it because we grow and we change all the time. I think Mm -hmm. knowing that this is where you want to go at least for the next five, 10 years, right? At least for the next like decade of your life, that's where you want to go. And having the courage to pursue it So the first step is to get clear, because once you are clear, you will then put in the commitment. So I think here's the thing. A lot of people, when they're not clear and when they're going in, let's say like to build a business or to start a hobby, start a passion for the sake of like, let's say money or for something else, like those will not last. So when you're not clear on like where you want to go, it is very easy for to give up. Because yeah. like, that is not your mission. That is not something that you truly want to devote your life and, and time and energy to. Because in the journey, you're going to fail a lot of times. So I think what happened was I then learned about marketing, about social media marketing. Yeah, and yeah. then I joined those courses together with a bunch of peers. And then we formed like small accountability groups. And those groups, like all of them dropped off a couple of months into their program. And I was just, like, really shocked. Like, where are they continuing? And I think a big part of it is really the fact that maybe they're not exactly clear on where they want to go. And, like, maybe they haven't really done the unpacking of, like, where they want the next 5, 10 years to be. But for me, I think I was really clear, like, no matter what's going to happen, I am devoting my time to building this. So I think the start of having that clarity will allow you to find discipline and motivation from within. Like, it's not even hard because that's
0: what I want to devote my time, my my next 10 years to. Yeah.
1: It's not hard for
0: me. Yeah. I love that piece so much. And I love that you had a coach and you were inspired. I feel that the best coaches have coaches too. It's funny because this week I was meeting with a coach. He's like my coach. I meet with him every now and then. And he was reminding me, Janet, to achieve different results and gain even further clarity on your business, you got to break that habit of being your old self. Exactly like you said, just stripping down those layers of those societal norms or beliefs that you used to have about yourself, because that's the only way that you can have breakthrough results, just doing things that you have never done before. And experimenting and taking action to continue gaining that clarity, like you said, you may take it one step and then you learn that maybe that's not it, but you got to move somewhere with the direction in mind, of course. So I love that, uh, Kelsey, so much. Thank you so much for adding that. Let's talk money mindset, okay? That I know that's your expertise. What would you say are the major limiting beliefs that people Experience when they are prioritizing and investing in themselves, like even to gain clarity, like you were telling us before? Mm-hmm. I think whenever we buy something, we always want to
1: get something in return. So yeah. I think fundamentally, that's the equation. Like when we buy something, we want something of a greater return than the monetary investment. So I think that's for everyone. So I think one of the main thing that people don't Invest in themselves is that they don't think that the value they can get from coaching or let's say like investing in personal development seminars or things like that is worth the money. Yeah. Right. Because I think we really have a definition of what money is. I mean, to me, before I really came to what I'm doing, right, money is everything to me. Right. And I would save a lot of money and I would invest a lot of money. And I would never think about having the money to invest in myself or like to get coached or to. Even put myself in this whole coaching world. So I think like it's really the fact that they don't think that coaching is valuable enough for them. They don't think it's transformative enough for them. But I can tell you as the listeners that mm-hmm. it truly is. I think here's how you know if you want to try out coaching events is that you feel like your life is comfortable. That was how I was feeling. I, I had everything that I need. I have a roof in my head. I don't have to care about food. I have a good relationship, I have a good job, I have everything that I need. But yet, at the same time, I felt something was missing. I just felt like there was no spark. There was no joy. And I hated myself for it because I was like, why can't I be grateful? Yeah, like, why yeah, can't yeah. I be grateful? Even though like, I have everything that people wanted, right? Like my friends would probably be thinking, like, I'm so ungrateful. And that was what I was thinking, like, why am I not grateful at all? And I could question myself, why am I not grateful for everything that I have? And then that was when I chanced upon like coaching because I was trying to find like, why am I not grateful? <laughs> like, why am, I, why am I feeling so lost? Like, I was just Googling all these questions. So on the internet, and then, of course, they showed me those ads. So, <laughs> so I was Googling all these questions. But I think the things that the unsatisfaction and fulfillment is greater than the money that I'm ruling the part and I think like it's because I was at a point where I don't have to worry about the basics so this is like massive hierarchy of needs right like when you have everything from like physical belonging to like relationship and all these human needs satisfied like you yeah. are down at this personal aspiration part where you are trying to find who you are and then like, what you want to do and what your mission in this world so I think When you think about investing in coaching, I think it's really a journey for everyone. But if you are at a point where you know that you have everything you need, yet you are uncomfortable for some reason, and I feel guilty about it. That was how I felt. I felt guilty about having everything and still feel unsatisfied. Then you know that maybe there is something deeper in you that you want to do and you want to pursue, but you have just been very fearful of it. You have been very fearful of your dreams. And I think like you should take this opportunity to find out why are you fearful and to just discover more about you because there's a part of you that you have been hiding away from for a long period of time. And that was how I found and I realized
0: the caring part of me, like I neglected
1: all this while.
0: Totally. I mean, Kelsey, whenever I started in this journey of gaining clarity, one of the best decisions I made was investing on a Tony Robbins event. Have you ever been to Tony <laughs> Robbins? Do you know what he is like? Yeah, really? yeah. yeah, 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 I would listen to him. And one of the reasons is I was doing something that in the past I hadn't done. And I was stretching across my boundaries to be in the community that I desired to be also. And I went by myself. I was trying to get people to go and people are like, no, I mean, no, thank you. That's not something I want to invest my time in. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go by myself. I'm just going to make it happen. I don't care. And I went by myself and I met so many people. I gained so many clarity with Tony Robbins' teachings. And that was the start of me investing in my personal development. And every year, even now that I'm a coach, every year I invest in mentorship. I invest in courses. I invest in attending events, like every single year. What are those limiting beliefs that prevent people from investing in getting to know themselves better? Whatever vehicle are, like yeah. if it's an event, a coach, a mentor, I mean, is it worth they believe, it? I don't believe,
1: I think a big part is, like I said, is a equation of like money versus what you can get out of, right? Yeah, yeah, so they yeah. don't think that they can get more out of it. So either, like, let's say you work with a coach or an investment program or whatever. They don't think that they can get a value that the course promised. Yeah. Right, yeah. and when they don't think they can get a value, it's because of two things: they don't trust the program or like the coach or whatever medium that is, or they don't trust themselves. It's just these yeah. two things. So they don't trust. They don't have the belief in themselves that this program yeah. can help them get to where they want to be.
0: Yeah, or they can do it themselves. I feel a lot of people don't believe in their ability to transform and change and get results, or it's too much work. So I think two kinds of
1: people. And like, number one, I think like those high achievers, like they think that they can figure this by themselves. I basically fell into that category before. Like I had really high ego. So I can definitely figure this thing out, right? So I was definitely the, that group. And then the second group of people are people who don't think, who have never really put themselves in a place where they imagine who they can be. Like yeah. they don't really totally. think much about what the future is. Like they are just okay and consistent. They're just contented where they are. And sometimes, a lot of times, like, they are just fearful to dream. Like, a lot of people don't mm. even think about their future. A lot of people don't even dream about their future. Like, and I think part of it is because it's been known that most people quit their newest resolution in January, <laughs> like the first one of the year, and then they quit on their newest resolution. And a big part is when they do this over time, they stop dreaming because they know that they can't even stick to these small goals. How can they stick to something big? right? So a lot of people don't actually dream. And when they don't dream, they don't think that they can get the results. They don't think that they can be a different person or a different reality can happen for them. And that's why they don't invest. So I think the first thing is really for this group of people to start dreaming, like it is possible for you to have the reality that you truly that. desire. Yeah. Right. And for the second group of people, those high achievers who think that they can figure this out. Yes,
0: of course you can, right? <laughs> but here's the thing, it can be faster, and that is true Kelsey. I yeah. love that you said that my friend because I mean I fall in that category too and I'm like no I can't do it by myself. I can do it by myself and something that I'm learning this journey I'm going to start asking for help and that's something that I've been doing more right? of. I love that yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah. It is because I have just been groomed to be
1: really super hyper independent. It was only through coaching that I realized that yeah like I can ask for help. Right? And it doesn't mean that you are weak. Exactly. Right? It doesn't mean that you are bad or anything, right? Like actually you need to think of it as like when you ask for help, you get to somewhere faster yes. and you can then like leverage your gifts even more. Like you can utilize the strength even more. Like you can just focus on what you have and then get help for things that you are not very good at.
0: We have many blind spots too. So helping yeah. people that are trained to recognize those patterns, those limiting beliefs, I was telling you this week I met with this coach and he told me something that, of course, consciously I know, but I had forgotten at the moment. So just having that external person that knows to help you and guide you, I mean, it's such an special gift. I love it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I have the next question. Um, a lot of the listeners listening at this podcast, they are seeking to align their career or their side hustle, or they want to do more of their passion, whatever their passion is, as they are gaining clarity. What is the mindset needed to take this bold decision, money mindset? What is the money mindset needed? And I love that you're going through it too. So you can even talk to us about your experience. I
1: think it's for believing that you can make money with your passion, right? That's our belief. It all starts with the fact that you believe they can make money with their passion. And I think with that, you have to really find evidence to support your belief and to consciously put yourself in those container or to put yourself in a room where all these people have this kind of crazy results. Yeah. Because right? here's the thing, like society, we have stereotypes, right? You always share the stereotypes of struggling artists, right? So like art don't make money. Well, I like knew they do not yeah. make money. But yeah, only yeah. the top 1% of the people can make money. Then a lot of people then just lose hope or give up hope on those. I think especially for Asian families. Like we know that there's only a few career paths for us. There's only lawyers, doctors. Wow. And here, there's only a few of those career for us because those are the, those typical career that makes money. So I think first and foremost really is to believe they can make money and then to continuously find evidence to support it. And at the end of the day, really, there's a part of you that know that, you know, once you are at a certain financial level, even more money is not going to make you happy or it's not going to make you joyful. Because here's the thing. I think the funny part about being happy and joyful is when you are constantly being challenged to do something, to yeah. you know that there's a risk of failure, but at the same time, you still want to try. I think that is really what like, makes someone alive. Yeah, not there's a risk of failure, but no matter what, you're going to dedicate and try. So, that is really the essence of happiness.
0: It's not like being stable. Yeah, I love that you said about dreaming and believing in yourself. And I actually, this week, recorded a podcast episode on believing in yourself because I realized that that's the enabler for everything else. When yeah. you believe in yourself, things will come. Who are role models? Like, I'm just curious in this space. I know Sarah Blakely from Spanx for me is like, she's oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm me like, too. Oh my God, I love it. I'm like, wow. She, I have her as well. <laughs> did you listen at the interview with Tony Robbins and her? No, I, I'm I, going to send I like you Tony. the link because you're going to love it. Who else is a role model for you that people can actually? After they finish listening at this episode, they can check them out and find evidence that they can actually make it happen.
1: Yes, yeah, so I think for me, like I want to pursue life coaching. So I follow Stacey Bayman. So she's oh, a I life know.
0: coach. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So like through life coaching, she basically transformed her entire life. Yeah. Right from like you know, selling mops in Walmart to right, right now, like making millions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, she's one of the few exceptions and Brooke Castillo. For me to even see that life coaching is a profession that can make money. I think for me, like it has never come to my awareness. I actually basically, when I was younger, I did those MBTI personality tests and I realized that I am an INFJ and then recommended career path for me is the counselor. (laughs) (laughs) When I was younger, I look at a career path and I was like, I'm never going to be a counselor because counselors don't make money. And I knew I wanted to make money, right? so I despise that a lot and for me to come full circle and to be a life coach is similar to counseling right but it's like some nuances but it's the same as like working with people and the emotions <laughs> like yeah. and one full circle back to like my recommended path by my personality type I mean it's just funny for me to just come one full circle on that but I think for me to actually One is that pursue this path is when I see that it is possible for other people. And if it's possible for them, why
0: can't it be for me? Yeah. Like I can do something similar. I agree. And as we know, the money is energy, right? So you just have to learn how to tap into that and believe in yourself. Like you mentioned, I think also having a community. I mean, I love the role models because they're up there and they're like kind of a North star vision of what is possible And I also think having a direct community of some sort around you. This week, I mean, I went through COVID and then I wasn't feeling well. And then I was feeling like not motivated. And yesterday I went to this event full of women entrepreneurs and founders. And I left that room feeling that I could do anything. So I think your circle has so much influence in you. Would you say so? 100%. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they say that your network is net network right it literally yeah. means
1: that when you put yourself in a room you're just basically the average of the five so like intentionally choosing to put yourself in a room where there are successful people will make you successful as well because like you're going to learn a lot of learnings from them that subconsciously like are just going to pick it up from them
0: mm-hmm. that is true I love that I find whenever you have a business and you're learning the entrepreneurial way, it is really easy to get attached to the outcome of having certain money. What do you use to overcome that based on your experience? Like, what have you come across that? If people are struggling with being attached to the outcome of money, attached to getting certain money, because Mm -hmm. I feel that sometimes that prevents us from getting the money. It's like resistance. Yeah, 100%.
1: And like I think, if you're a coach or like you're a service provider, the person can feel it. Exactly, the can feel that like you are not serving them, but you just want the money. Yeah, right? and that is the worst kind of energy you can give off. That's for me, I think it's not as difficult for me. But I think probably is because I know that I'm very clear on why I'm in this. I think like I want to be a coach because I want to help people. So every single time, like during consultation. I know that I'm just here to serve them and I yeah. have a price and I'm here to serve them. I just tell them the price. And if they don't think the price is worth it for them, and then I'll just let it go. Cause like we are not a good fit. And I don't want to force into a coaching relationship, but I think for a lot of other like service providers, really like being attached to money, you have to know that like money is just a form of exchange. Yeah. It's the exchange of goods and services. And like both parties to need to agree to the exchange. And typically the buyer wants to see greater value from the money that he's parting with. Yeah. So I think as a business owner, to constantly remind yourself why you're starting the business is very important. Yeah. Like why are you even doing this? Yeah. Like so I think like for a lot of like hot-centered service entrepreneurs, like just remembering that they're here to sell but it's really down to helping the client. It's very helpful. I think for people who are starting business just for the sake of money, they will find themselves losing their motivation. When yeah, totally. Yeah, yes. so like having the attachment to the money will not be
0: a long-term solution for it because you're going to lose motivation, especially at the start, it's going to be difficult. I love it. And many of the people that we follow, I mean, I'll mention Tony Robbins, but I'm going to mention Master Stephen Cole, I mean, so many people talk about giving when it comes to money. So many people talk about the energy of being able to give from the heart. And then you create that space for receiving. And I love it because it's very related to what you were talking about of opening up your heart and knowing that you're here to help people. And when you start having that mindset of helping and giving it as a service because it is a service it's like hey this is for you this is for me to help I feel doors start opening up and you start manifesting more of that yeah but I mean it typically works that way because so money is essentially
1: a neutral object yeah right and typically all of us here in this world we are just care taker of the money temporarily because yeah, after we yeah, die, yeah. we are yeah. not going to have any, right? So we are stewards of money. So we're able to accumulate money because of the value that we provide to the world, the value that like other people value, right? So let's say like I want to build my skills as a coach, but other people think coaching is valuable for them. They will pay me money for it. And that's yeah. how I built my wealth. I built my wealth because of the skills that I have. And I am really just a steward of money where you know, when I have the money, I can then allocate it to wherever I want. I am also a consumer in this whole economy, right? I can choose to, let's say, support small businesses in my neighborhood or I can support the more ethical fashion brands instead of like cheap fast fashion. So then I can allocate those money to somewhere else and I can spend the money and it goes one big round, one big cycle. So right yeah. now, we are really just here to steward the money like just move it around wherever we
0: want to and money is simply just a reflection of how much value we give to the world I love that that is so true I totally agree with that so the last question Kelsey I'm super big on practices and I'm big on how to and anything that can get our listeners to implement what they have learned during the podcast during this podcast episode what kind of practices would you recommend our listeners in regards to the money mindset and building those empowering beliefs around money mm-hmm. so the empowering beliefs about money i think number one is to
1: have this belief that i can always create more yeah abundance I think, mindset i love yeah, it. i can always create more and i can create it with my skills the ability that i have and the world is going to pay for it Right. So all you need to focus on is just to build your skills, whatever skills that you want yeah. to develop, right? So just focus on that. Like, I can always create more because when you focus on that, like you are not stuck in scarcity, right? You can always create more. And the second thing is to just remember that you are a steward of money, great steward of money and not a slave to it. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> not a slave to money, but you're just here to move money around in the whole economy right? You are not slave to it. So just remember that, yeah, do not live or die by money. Like You won't live or die by money. And I think practical steps for you to implement your relationship with money is to, once you develop this belief, you have to find small little evidence. How can you prove to yourself that you are just here to allocate money, right? Let's say right now you have a certain amount of money, right? You want to prove that you are a great allocator of money first of all you have to first manage your own finances right you have to first that uh, be clear of how much you have and where you want to spend you yeah. gotta spend intentionally right it's all about intentional spending and then that would show that would give yourself proof that you can steward money you can like move money around like responsibly yeah yeah I so love- I think first and foremost to decide to adopt those two beliefs like if you said right now then you can always create more money and then go around your day to find a little evidence to support. Like, how can I create more money right now, right here today? I mean, right now we're in a gig economy. You can't create more money whenever you want. You can just go be an Uber driver today. Yeah, like, It's so easy. You can't create money right here and now, right? So like, don't ever think that there are no opportunities for you. And then I think the second thing is to do journaling, like reflect like what exactly money means to you. But I think just having the definition of, What do you want out of this life? What is money to you? And how does happiness look like? Just having answers to these three questions would help you be more grounded into how you want to live your life. And then I think the third thing is definitely surround yourself with like-minded people. Like that kind of energy that you feel with a group of people who have similar dreams as you is going to be very different. And if you do not have a chance to attend those events or like be in this group, you can start off by really just putting like podcasts in your ears all day yeah. long. Right. Like right now we are living in a world we're so fortunate to have all these like resources. Just go join all this free stuff until you have the ability to save up for something and you want to experience it for yourself for the
0: first time. Right. Because there are so many resources out there and all you need to is to really just find it. I love it. Just take action. So I love all the steps that you gave us today, and I hope our listeners implement all of them. They really take an assessment in terms of what their beliefs are around money and decide to actually get those empowering ones, replace the limiting ones with empowering ones, and keep developing that habit over and over. Kelsey. Thank you so much. I've learned so much. I really appreciate your time, and thank you for all your knowledge today. There was a lot of great information on the insights, so I really appreciate it. Me too. Thank you for having me in it. Where can they oh. find you? In Instagram, where? Right. So I'm on
1: Instagram. My handle is blissfulwell. B l i s s f u l
0: w e a l t h I love it. Well, I hope you guys follow Kelsey, connect with Kelsey, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening at With Clarity and Purpose. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sharing is caring. Please share with your friends and family so we can continue building an empowered community together. I'll see you next week.